everyone, it's Maria here. And on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service. But for now, let's get into the podcast. A few weeks ago, we started sharing around the topic of faith friendships. And I hope this series has challenged and encouraged you. I know it's challenged and encouraged me as I've been preparing it. And uh, we find ourselves in a bit of a unique situation as a church. We are a pioneering church plant that um, has been forming while we have been in a multiple month lockdown. And many of us have never even met each other uh, in person. We had one in-person park lunch in June, and then we went right into lockdown. And also uh, a lot of new people have joined our church throughout this time that have never met each other. And it's cool. It's amazing. I'm so happy you would join us. It's just the beginning. We're very excited about it. But with this uh, unique uh, circumstance, it presents us a unique opportunity. And I actually think it's a really great opportunity to be able to look at God's word and find out how and and seek wisdom and and prayer and ask the Lord to prepare us before we start coming together to form this community, which is a, a, a an opportunity that really no one else has really ever had before. I don't know of any church uh, forming during lockdown and and never being able to meet each other, but uh, we have this opportunity, which is really really cool. So we've been talking about faith friendships, and one of our core values here at Everyone Church is that we lean in to faith friendships, not just association or uh, not uh, just like give you a high five in the foyer, sit next to you in church, but don't care about you kind of thing. No, no. We have a lean into faith friendships. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone in our church has to be best friends. No. Uh, But my prayer and Maria's prayer is that everyone church would be like a greenhouse for relational growth in a sense, that there would be an environment filled with people who have a lean in that, hey, do you know what? I hope that you find some amazing, encouraging faith friends in our church because Christianity is meant to be lived out in community. It's not a solo thing where you just listen to podcasts and and that's it. No, no, no. It's actually meant to be lived out in community. It's a corporate faith. And and God uses the people around you to help achieve his purposes within you. He really does. Iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? And so we have been looking at what are faith friendships all about. And I've been believing through this series that not only would God prepare us before we start joining together to form this new community called Everyone Church, but that also God would do great healing in us where we might have experienced relational hurts. Um, Because it's just not good to go into a new season carrying all the baggage from the last season. And all of us are entering new seasons, whether it's through difficult circumstances or good circumstances. We're all coming together to form a new community in a fresh new season. And God's got great things ahead for us. So let's be prepared for what God wants to do. So we started talking about about how our relational life needs management and how relationship management is is life management. And uh, not everybody has a place in my life, okay? But even of all the people who have a place in my life, not everyone occupies the same place. We love everybody equally, but, but people have unique roles in our lives. And that takes management. And we shared about how friendship is really about access, giving people access into my life. And faith friends are purpose partners. They are partners on 
the journey of following Jesus together and pursuing him. And it's amazing. And also uh, we shared over the last two weeks about the qualities of a good faith friend. And they are character, unconditional love, honesty, reliability, and encouragement. And if you missed any of those sessions, check it out. Have a have a listen on our podcast or, or check it out on YouTube. We go into way more detail. But today, we want to focus in on, on this last session of our Faith Friendship series on probably one of the most important topics in the Christian life. And I, I don't, I'm not just saying that flippantly. I really mean it. And that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. This is a huge one. Massive. Now, why? Well, this is a series about friendship and you, uh, specifically friends in the faith. And you will not have long-term healthy friendships without the giving and receiving of forgiveness. Uh, We are imperfect people. Um, And on top of that, our church will never grow, as this community is forming, uh, our church will never grow in harmony and unity and longevity without the giving and receiving of forgiveness. Um, it's probably only a matter of time before I offend you, if I haven't already, or uh, you offend me, or we, it just, because we're imperfect, it just happens. So we need to have mercy and grace on one another. And on top of that, I just can't think of any other topic that has more eternal significance than that of forgiveness. Uh, For one, God forgives us. It's one of the first deeds of God. One of the first gracious gifts of God in the process of salvation is instant forgiveness, not um, earned over time, but no, my sin washed away in a moment and instantly forgiven when I turn to him. Uh, In the moment of accepting Christ by faith, and turning to him in repentance, we're forgiven. It says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7, Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. That's repentance there. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God, for he will forgive generously. He forgives generously. Amen. And when Peter was declaring the gospel, one of the first times Peter preached the gospel in in Acts after Jesus went to heaven, in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, he says this, Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. My sins wiped away in his mercies by the power of the cross. We, We just came around a time of remembrance around that of communion. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. You are forgiven. And God offers us forgiveness even before we're willing to turn to him. It says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. So before I even uh, wanted to turn to God, while I was an enemy of God, Christ died for me. Uh, His death on the cross was for sinners. It was for the the atonement of sin, the the forgiveness of sin. And this serves as a foundation for any outworking of forgiveness in our relational life. Uh, This is the foundation because when we know we have been forgiven and we know the cost of that forgiveness, we have the capacity to pass that on to others. And I believe those who struggle uh, to forgive others often have a deep-rooted shame or struggle with receiving forgiveness from God or may have never known true 
forgiveness from God. Uh, When we experience the weightlessness of forgiveness from God, uh, there's just nothing else like it. Uh, When I accepted Jesus into my life, when he lifted my shame and my sin off my shoulders, it was amazing. I, I remember like literally physically feeling lighter, like, wow, all that burden, all that, all, all that sin, he took it. He carried the weight of the world on his shoulders. That He took it off us. And so our forgiveness received from God serves as a foundation for our forgiveness toward others. And it really is a worldview definer. It's like the lens by which we see the world. If, if I have a shame, fear-filled view of my relationship with God, and that distorts uh, how I view others when they wrong me. If I view God as this vengeful, like he's just going to smash me every time I make a mistake, then often we're going to pass that kind of trait on to how we relate with others. But that's not God. He's a forgiving God, a merciful God, a loving God. And we need to know that, that we're forgiven first and foremost. Do you know you're forgiven today? Do you know your sins have been washed clean? His mercies are new every morning. Uh, Once you know you're forgiven by God, we can then start talking about how we forgive others. And forgiveness is evidence of our Christianity both inwardly, because we've been forgiven by God, and outwardly, because we pass forgiveness on to others. It says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, Make allowance for each other's faults, and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Or it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. Now, both of those verses are speaking directly into the context of Christian community, extending forgiveness to one another. And for a Christian in community, forgiveness is not an option. We must forgive. Um, and Jesus himself said quite a lot about forgiveness. At one point, Peter, who was just preaching the gospel in Acts chapter 3 that we talked about, uh, he asked Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 21 to 22, he says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. 70 times seven? Like what? Why that amount, Jesus? Was that like, um, like, is, are you saying that we only have to forgive someone 490 times? Like, because that's 70 times seven? Uh, well, I don't know, man. This is 491 times. I don't have to forgive you anymore. No, no, no. Well, just, just to give you a bit of context. So Peter is asking Jesus seven times because the religious teachers of the time uh, promoted the virtue of forgiving people up to three times. That was like the the standard, the Jewish standard. So Peter asked Jesus, well, should it be seven times? Surely double three and plus one. It's like, should we double that at least? Like forgive people seven times? And Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. And we believe that's referencing the Genesis chapter four uh, to a man named Lemek, who was a descendant of Cain. And basically he had this saying where he said, if anyone tries to kill me, I will uh, go after them. I will punish them 77 times. And it was a, we believe it was a Jewish cultural term. This, this numbering of 77, 70 times seven was, was just basically a reference to just 
infinite amount. It wasn't about specific numbers. Like when we say, oh, give me heaps and heaps. Like how much chocolate do you want on your ice cream? Heaps. Just 70 times seven, thank you. Keep piling it on, piling it on. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about a specific number. What Jesus is saying is, hey mate, 70 times seven, we should forgive someone heaps of times, okay? And he expands on this statement in Matthew 18, verse 23 to 35. Right after this, he answers Peter, and he shares a parable, which I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I will summarize it. Uh, it he, he shares this parable about a king, okay? And this man owes the king millions and millions of dollars, okay? And the man comes to the king and he's like, I can't pay this. I, I, I'm, I'm un unable to pay this. So the king releases him from his debt. And this man walks out happy, cheering. Yes, I don't owe the king any money anymore. I'm, I've been forgiven of millions and millions of dollars debt. And he goes home and another man owes him thousands of dollars, okay? So there's the comparison here. And that man, instead of releasing that man of his debt, he punishes him and says, how dare you not pay me thousands of dollars? And when the king hears about this, he calls him back and punishes him even worse. He's like, dude, I released you of millions of dollars of debt and you can't release that man of thousands of dollars of debt? Now, the purpose of this story that Jesus is telling is that what others owe me, okay, is nothing compared to what I owe God because I am like the man who owes the king millions and millions of dollars. You owe God millions and millions of dollars of debt and that is our sin, our wickedness, and God has forgiven us. So it is expected that we would pass on mercy and forgiveness to others just the way God has passed on mercy and forgiveness to us. This is what I mean when I say forgiveness is a worldview definer. Is Jesus minimizing the wrongs that people have done to me? No. He's simply putting it in perspective. You know, forgiveness doesn't um, dismiss the wrong that was done to you, but it does take away its power over your life. It surrenders revenge and vengeance and justice. It surrenders it to God. Forgiveness says, I place this into God's hands, okay? Another time Jesus mentions forgiving others is in the Lord's Prayer. You know, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Many people know the Lord's Prayer. And Jesus is teaching people how to pray. And this is right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, verse 12. And forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Notice the, the tense there. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those. It's not like, forgive us our sins as we will one day. For no, no. It's a done deal. You've forgiven me. I will pass on forgiveness to others. And then it says in verse 14, a few verses ahead, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Wow. So when I, as a Christian, a forgiven Christian, hold unforgiveness towards others, particularly my brothers in the Lord, it is offensive to God. This is what is meant <laughs> when I say forgiveness has eternal significance. Uh, forgiveness really is evidence of my Christianity inwardly and outwardly. And what others have done to me is nothing compared to what I owe God, right? 
when I refuse to forgive, also, I, it really affects me a lot longer than it affects the person who has offended me. Uh, someone once said that unforgiveness is like trying to kill a rat in your house by eating the rat poison yourself. It's like, <laughs> I have a problem over here, so I'm going to poison myself. That's what unforgiveness and bitterness is like. And have you ever met someone who has held unforgiveness and bitterness in their relationships and the, and the person that they were unforgiving towards has moved on or uh, have, has died or never even knew that they did anything wrong? And bitterness and unforgiveness can just continue to affect our future relationships if we don't release it to God and release forgiveness. Has that have you ever been that person? I know I've been that person, you know. If we if we're not careful, we can allow our unforgiveness to become like a root of bitterness. And we need to make sure that uh, particularly in this situation where we are forming a new church community that we don't come in with unforgiveness and bitterness and just drag it into this new community. Now, I'm not uh, saying that you didn't experience bad things before you may have and there's no perfect church and there's no perfect people Uh, but we need to allow the Lord to do that work in us just as he has passed forgiveness and mercy onto us we need to pass it on to others so forgiveness is essential in faith friendships and you will not have long fruitful faith friendships without giving and receiving forgiveness now so just some quick points about Forgiveness. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is releasing the offense to God. Forgiveness does not mean you extend unconditional trust or access to people. Uh, I think this is particularly true in abusive situations. Don't give access to abusive people. Uh, Obviously, there is due process in some things, but we need to release to God and put up a boundary if need be. Uh, Forgiveness is given. Trust is earned, right? Forgiveness is trusting God to bring about justice. Forgiveness towards others can sometimes be a process. Uh, You know, like we make a decision before God, Lord, I forgive this person. And sometimes it takes a while for our emotions and our mind to catch up, right? Like you see that person, oh boy. And sometimes it's a bit of a journey, okay? And uh, I think it's important to check our heart with that and continue on that journey. So how do I know if I have forgiven someone? Well, here's some useful questions that I've found useful in my life. Do I secretly hope something bad will happen to that person? That they might get what they deserve, That can be an indication of unforgiveness. Uh, Do I continue to talk about them to others, particularly in a negative sense? Um, Do I continue to have arguments with them in my mind? Uh, And here's a big one. This is a big test uh, in forgiveness. And that is, can I rejoice in their victories? Someone has hurt me. I release forgiveness. Can I rejoice when something good happens to them? That is evidence of a transformed heart and a transformed life, I believe. So how do I seek forgiveness if I have been the offender, which we all have been or will be in the future? I think it's important to admit you were wrong. And it's also important to ask for forgiveness. Don't just say sorry. Don't say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, No, but deal with it. I think it's there's a power in saying to someone, will you please forgive me? Yes, and allow them to 
release, forgiveness. I think it's important. So although we've been focusing on forgiveness in the context of friendship and Christian community, uh, you know, for the most part, friends have good intentions, and sometimes we just make mistakes, obviously. Um, but there are people in our life that don't have good intentions. We have enemies. And Jesus also talked about that specifically too. He said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. So that's like next level stuff. Jesus is, is saying, hey, listen, releasing forgiveness is not just for the brethren, okay? But also, there needs to be a love and releasing of forgiveness even for people who don't have great intentions towards me, which is crazy stuff, but that's what God does when he transforms your heart. So for now, in the context of this series, we're focusing on faith friendships. Let me just encourage you and encourage myself. Hey, forgive because God forgives you. Uh, Forgive because it will stop you from becoming bitter. Forgive because people are imperfect. Um, Forgive because it takes the power away from your past. And forgive because you're going to need it someday. Amen. Amen. Are you holding unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart? Uh, Has someone hurt you? I know that this can be a a heavy topic, uh, a topic where it might take you some time to process this. And if we were meeting in, in church right now, I might even have some time where we would just have some extended prayer and worship together and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. But in this online service context, I want to encourage you to Take some time with the Lord, maybe today, maybe right after the service, and and really examine your heart. And if there are people who have hurt you, if there is unforgiveness in your heart, hey, listen, surrender it to the Lord. He 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 is a just judge. He is, and uh, and things don't just slip through his fingers. No, God will look after it, and. Do you have trouble engaging in church community because of the issues you might have encountered in the past? And if you do, well, take it before God. Come on, let's, let's move forward in freedom. It's my heart's desire that you and I, that all of us would be able to move forward in freedom and fulfill the potential that God has for us, which can only be fulfilled with the help of others. So give it to God. And if you need to, talk to someone. Uh, We're here. Maria's here. I'm here. Hey, we can catch up for coffee now. We can go for a walk. Whatever it is that you need to do to release that forgiveness and live in freedom. Amen. So let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person that's part of Everyone Church or people who are watching today or listening on a podcast. I pray that you would help us. Give us the strength to release forgiveness. I thank you that you have forgiven us. Thank you that you have given us mercy. Oh, Lord, how amazing that you would forgive us of our sin. And I ask that you would give us the strength to forgive others. Help us be like you in extending mercy to other people. Amen. And if you're watching today or listening and you need forgiveness from God, you can ask for it. You can turn your heart to him and he will forgive you. He will. He is full of mercy. He is full of grace. And it's simply a matter of, by faith, trusting Jesus. Forgiveness of sin only comes through the power of the cross, through Jesus Christ. And when you give your life to Him, He forgives you. 
He for, and not only does he forgive you, he also comes into your heart, into your life to be with you. He empowers you. You can know him as a friend. You can know him in relationship. And that forgiveness isn't just for today or for your past, but you can walk into heaven one day because God has forgiven you. Heaven is a perfect place. Sin does not belong there, but you can be forgiven of your sin in a moment by asking for forgiveness. So if you want to do that, I'm going to pray a prayer out loud, and I want you to pray it in your heart. The words are going to come up on the screen. Pray this to God if you need to make this decision today. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope this series has encouraged you. And if you did say that prayer, head to our website. There's a link on on the screen. On our website, there's a connect with us button and you can let us know. We'd love to send you a Bible, help you on this journey. Even if you're out of area, we'd love to help you find a local church, help you get sewn into a community to help you grow in following Jesus with others. And it's an exciting thing. And everyone, church, let's have a great week this week and let's get ready to get together and form an awesome church community. Amen.